The armor of strength quickly turned to an armor of anger. I used anger to fuel my energy, to keep me going, to keep me strong. I used anger to hide my pain. I hid behind my anger, so much so that it became my identity. I was irritable, short-tempered, impatient, moody. I was unhappy. I would try to hide these emotions in public amongst my friends, family, and colleagues. I didn't want to be seen. So I took out all my anger on my loved ones, my husband and mother getting the brunt of it. It consumed me so much that I didn't even realize I was doing it. It just became norm. It's just who I am, I told myself, and so I settled with it. Hello, and welcome back to Redefining Anger. So that clip you just heard was a portion of the story I shared with you all in my first episode. And the reason I wanted to share that clip again is because I wanted to just bring home the fact that for the longest time, anger became my identity. It is literally how I identified. I identified myself as an angry person. And so there was always that underlying thought in the back of my mind of who am I without anger? And because of that, there was such a fear that kind of just, you know, enveloped me like a cloud. It just kind of filled me up. Like I was in a bubble. I was inside the bubble and I could see everybody outside of me. And there was a mask there. The mask, the shield was that anger. And I just didn't know another Kim without anger. And so I just identified myself as an angry person. But the reality is we are not our feelings. We are human beings. We are ultimately a spirit, a soul, having a human experience. And part of that human experience is having emotions and it's having feelings as a result of those emotions. And anger is a feeling. But because it consumed me so much, I didn't know that. Uh, I only really started to realize that when I started down my journey of healing. And, but it took a really, really long time for me to come to terms with that. I felt so much shame and guilt from that anger that, number one, it took me a long time to admit, even before I started my healing journey, that something was wrong with me. Um, well, I guess it's not that something was wrong with me. Let's rephrase that. Again, I'm having a human experience. I faced a traumatic incident. My father passed away. I was having a new baby in the midst of that. My company was being bought out and I had to find a new job. Um, I, you know, I was helping my mother as a widow. So there was a lot going on there. So again, it's not that something was wrong with me. Even though I felt broken 
I was not broken. I was just having a human experience. But it took a long time to come to terms with that. There was so much shame and guilt felt around the anger that I was experiencing and the anger that I was projecting onto my loved ones. I didn't know who I would be without that anger. Um, I didn't know another Kim. That's what I kept telling myself. I don't know another Kim. And so what in the world could that even possibly look like? Um, I remember having a conversation with my coach at one point and I said to her, I'm anxious to get to know a Kim without anger. And it's funny because here I am, gosh, I had that conversation with her probably about a year ago now. And here I am reflecting back on the last year uh, and the growth that I've seen in myself in the last year. And I now know that there will not be another Kim without anger because we all have anger inside of us. We all have sadness. We all have happiness. We all have all of the emotions and all of the feelings out there. We are not our feelings. Therefore, we should not be identifying ourselves as those feelings or those emotions. So what I realized when I started down my healing journey is that I had actually grown up with anger. I, I didn't realize that though. I, I, you know, realized after my father's passing and when I, when I really started down the healing journey, when I came to terms with the fact that I needed to heal from what was happening to me, um, and that I was literally in survival mode and that I just could not keep going in that direction. Um, when I started down that path is when I really started realizing, gosh, I've always kind of grown up with anger. I've always had some kind of layer of anger in me as a child um, growing up. I certainly did not necessarily project it in the same way I was projecting it after my father passed away. But there was always a portion of me that kind of had like that little tone behind everything. I remember growing up and, you know, my dearest friends who loved me for who I was and still do to this day, you know, would refer to me as, uh, you know, the Kim Tude or Kim's Got the Tude or, uh, you know, Spicy Kim, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. And at that time, I just kind of was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. I would, I would kind of get defensive and I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's who I am. Hell Yeah. And I don't necessarily know still to this day where that anger comes from. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that I know uh, that underlying all of that and underneath all of that, there is a deep, deep, deep feeling of not being good enough. And uh, that will absolutely be an episode for another day. But the point of where I'm going with all of this is... My father's passing is really what ultimately triggered that anger tenfold. It triggered it to the point where it consumed me. And so I think that that kind of happens to a lot of us, right? We have a lot of 
feelings and emotions that we have not processed from whatever it might be. It could be from something within with with our childhood, something from our from when we were growing up. And we might we might not even realize it to this day. We might not know what that thing was as a, a child that might have um, you know, kind of put those feelings inside of us. But because culturally we are not taught to communicate our feelings and we're also not taught how to process our feelings, a lot of times, you know, we're kind of told like, oh, you're being dramatic or you're being too emotional or, um, you know, anger is kind of viewed as like a bad thing or a negative thing. And so we kind of just push it down. We, we push it down within us and we don't take the time to process it. And so it stays within us until something happens. Something happens and then those feelings and those emotions get triggered within us and then we start acting them out. We start projecting them. We, we do whatever we can to try to make sense of it or maybe not even to try to make sense of it, but just to try to like resist it and to push it away, push it away, push it away. And that's ultimately what I was doing. Um, when I was projecting all of that anger on my loved ones, I w- did not know how to process them. I did not know how to feel what it needed to be felt. And so I would act it out and I would project it. But here's the thing is what we resist will persist and grow bigger. And that is what happened. I mean, my father passed away in 2019. So he we can say that the trigger happened in 2019. It wasn't until two, over two years later, nearly three years later. It was, so the beginning of 2019, he passed away. It was the, towards the latter end of 2021 when my husband and I had our moment, I guess you can say, uh, that defined everything for me. And it was the moment that brought me back to reality And it really was like my wake up call that I needed the wake up call that I needed to be like, okay, I am in survival mode. I cannot keep going like this. Not only am I taking down my family, I'm taking myself down. The sink is shipping the the ship, excuse me, the ship is sinking and I'm taking all of us down with me. And So during those two years, that's exactly what was happening is I was resisting everything within me that needed to be felt because I, I had an armor of strength around me and that armor of anger. And I just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing, kept thinking, okay, this is what I meant to do. This is normal. This is what I need to do. And I just need to keep pushing through day by day. I'm a new mom. Everyone's expecting me to be strong. I've got all of these things that I now need to take care of. And so I just ignored. I ignored everything that was within me. I used anger to propel me forward. I used anger to to kind of have that strength that I needed. The anger is kind of what fueled that strength. And so Ultimately, what was happening is I was resisting all the feelings and the emotions that were inside of me. So they just kept persisting and they kept growing bigger um, until, boom, <laughs> everything blew up. And um, that is really what needed to happen. That moment needed to happen for reality to knock me on my ass and for me to just take a look, a hard, hard, hard look at my life where I was in that moment 
and to realize that it was time for me to start taking action. It was time for me to start healing. It was time for me to allow myself not to be strong and to feel exactly what needed to be felt. Because anger is like a mask. And typically when anger surfaces, it ultimately means that there's something else underneath us. Um, Anger is like that secondary emotion and it just serves as that mask for some deeper underlying feeling that needs to be felt. Sadness uh, is typically what lies underneath there. And it could be could be something else that's showing up, but usually that's what it is. And I wasn't allowing myself to feel sad because I felt like it was my duty to feel strong. Um, and so that moment, that moment when I fell on my ass and reality slapped me straight across the face is, was the wake up call. And that was when I, when I knew I said, okay, that's it something's got to give. I cannot keep going like this and I cannot keep bringing my family down with me. So it's incredibly amazing how far removed we have to get from ourselves for us to realize that we deserve bigger and better, that we deserve to feel something other than those negative feelings that we define as bad right? So a lot of us are scared to feel anger. A lot of us are scared to feel sadness. Um, We're scared to feel anxious, nervous, because we associate all of those feelings and those emotions as sad, uh, excuse me, as bad. Um, But they're just feelings, just like happiness. Happiness is a feeling. And the reality is all feelings are temporary, Like you could be having a fantastic day one day and then the next day you wake up feeling kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe not terrible, but maybe not so great or maybe just not feeling as great as you were the day before. And that's okay. Feelings are temporary. All of them. They're all temporary. And so anger and sadness is temporary as well. Um, We just have to learn to process them and to feel them. And we have to allow ourselves to feel it. So part of that for me, when I was in survival mode those two years prior to my my moment that knocked me on my ass, um, I just felt so much shame and guilt. And that was there with all of the sadness that I was feeling. I felt shame for... um, what I was doing to my loved ones. And I felt an extreme amount of guilt too. So I just didn't want to look at it. So when I really started healing and I started asking myself, well, who am I without anger? There was a lot of fear there. Oh my goodness. There's so much fear because I've only ever known a Kim with anger. Like I said, I started reflecting on my entire life and realized that I had grown up with anger. And then my dad's passing was just one huge trigger that propelled that anger even more out of me. And so I really, really identified as an angry person. And it took me a long time in my healing journey to 
come to terms with the fact that I'm not an angry person. Yes, I have anger inside of me, but who doesn't have anger inside of them? Everybody has anger for one reason or another. You don't necessarily need a traumatic incident to happen to have anger come up. You could be feeling anger for for anything. You could be feeling sadness for anything. You could be feeling overwhelmed. You could be feeling anxious. You could be feeling anything inside of you for whatever reason or another. But again, we are not those feelings Our identity is so much more than what we feel inside of us. So once we actually start to process those feelings, welcome them in, make friends with them, and we actually start to look at them um, and allow ourselves to feel them, that is when we start seeing an identity shift and we start really getting to know who we are without the mask of whatever it is that we are hiding behind. And with that identity shift comes more grief because we are ultimately losing a part of ourselves. So during my healing journey, not only was I grieving my father, but I had to also grieve the loss of the part of myself that I was learning to let go the part of myself that was consuming my every ounce of my my being, which was my anger and the shame and the guilt that I felt with that. It took a long time for me to, well, I was going to say it took a long time for me to stop feeling that shame and that guilt, but quite honestly, I still feel shame. I still feel guilt today, but I don't feel it nearly to the extent that I used to. And that's because I've accepted it. I've accepted that my anger, although it caused pain in other people, I was projecting my pain on those people. And there was that's ultimately where the shame and the guilt came from. I was just kind of like, I, I, I thought of myself as a bad person. Like, oh my God, I'm a terrible human being but I'm not. I'm not a terrible human being. Again, I am a soul having a human experience and I experienced a traumatic event. And because culturally we are not taught how to communicate our feelings or how to feel our feelings, I did not know what to do with what I was feeling. That does not make me a bad person. And so for those of you listening out there, going through whatever it is you're going through, feeling whatever it is you're feeling, whether it be anger, sadness, frustration, um, anxiousness, overwhelm. I mean, whatever it is, fill in the blank, right? Who am I without anger? Who am I without blank? Fill in that blank. For all of you listening that are going through whatever it is you're going through, just know that you are not that emotion and you are not a bad person as a result of feeling whatever it is you're feeling. And so it wasn't until I came to terms with all of this and I allowed all of those feelings in and started processing them and started grieving the part of myself that I was letting go is when I was really able to step into a new version of myself. And so when I always kind of thought, well, I don't know another Kim, 
And here I am now in that new version. I guess you can say that new version of Kim. I have learned to not identify myself as anger, but I'm also realizing that anger still lives within me and it always will. Anger just doesn't disappear. It's an emotion. It's a feeling just like happiness is. Could you imagine a life without happiness? Could you imagine never, ever, 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 ever having a smile on your face or having a moment of like joy in your life? It's just impossible. And so anger is still in me. But when that residual anger comes up, the big, big thing here is how I use it. So rather than using it as a mask and projecting it onto everybody around me, I'm using it in a healthy way and I'm allowing it in. I'm making friends with it. I'm making peace with the fact that it's coming up and I know that it's a mask. So I know that there's something else underneath me that needs to be felt. Um, And I also know that it is not my identity. It's not how I identify as. So ask yourself, what are you hiding behind? What feeling, what emotion are you hiding behind? No matter what that feeling is, ask yourself, what am I hiding behind? And what is deeper inside of me? What is deep inside of me beneath all of that that needs to be felt? The biggest way to do that is to sit quietly with yourself. And I, and I mean that. It's going to be uncomfortable. It will 100% be uncomfortable to sit there and to be get quiet with yourself but you need to give yourself that time and just sit quietly with yourself and really listen what is that feeling inside of me it might come to you as a as a form of a word it might come to you as a feeling that you have you might even get a visual in your mind's eye but whatever it is that's coming up for you just trust that that is what you need to feel and allow yourself to feel it. So who am I without fill in the blank? Know that you are not that identity and know that you are so much more than that. You are a soul having a human experience and you are not your feeling. You are not your emotion. So I would love to hear from you. Once you sit quietly with yourself and you allow yourself to really listen to what is in within you, I'd like to hear what comes up for you. Um, And I'd like to also hear if this episode resonated with you. So you can find me on Instagram at runningongrit. It's at running.on.grit, R-U-N-N-I-N-G dot on dot grit. G-R-I-T, running on grit. Find me on Instagram, DM me, send me a message. Let me know your thoughts. Um, Let me know what you're hiding behind. What mask are you hiding behind and what feelings do you believe need to be processed within you?